0: Hey, Traveler! Welcome back. This story's starting to get spooky. Well, set on down by the fire. I'm gonna have some
1: food passed around soon. Welcome back, Traveler. I see you're interested in hearing the fate of Emsi, the Githyanki Ranger. He was left in a most difficult situation. Hopefully our heroes can find a way to save him. Today, we shall start the tale of Sanctuary, where our heroes try to make their way to the city that holds their base of operations. Let's hope they make it there. I give you Sanctuary Part 1.
2: Hey, I'm Robert. I'm playing a level 2 githyanki Yankee Ranger, MZ. Hi, my
3: name's Humberto. I play Bordon, the level 2 cleric.
2: Hi, my name is Brent. I am playing Kalsar, the level 2 teeth playing paladin. Evan,
3: I'm playing Ronnie, a level 2 half elf bard.
0: So where we last left you off, you guys were just at the inn and you came back and celebrated your victory after talking to the goblins and finding out that the mayor could potentially be in some pretty corrupt stuff trying to get the goblins all killed and having killed other uh, farmers. You investigated the mayor and found out some information leading to the mayor having hired bandits, one specifically named Aaron Bordeaux, as Garlics told you that he's a very shady person. And after Ronnie's amazing 50-minute piano solo and two-minute smoke break, you have deduced that not everything is as it seems in the quiet town of Geldspar. And as Emzy went to bed, along with the rest of you, he woke up to find that someone had entered his room. And when he looked up, he saw the stretched-out skin, gray-bristly beard, and yellow eyes, and he felt hands grab his wrists and grab his ankles. The ghoulish one. Hello, MZ. Enzy, I need you to make a grapple check. Six. So these hands grab onto your wrists and hands grab onto your ankles and you start trying to move them quickly. And Matthews just leans over you laughing and he presses his hand over your mouth and he smears something. And when you try to say something or shout or even try to breathe through your mouth, you suddenly realize that you don't have a hole where your mouth should be when you feel with your tongue there's no line where your lips connect what do you do i guess all i really can do is try to break free
2: for a second
0: so you're struggling and pushing against and these hands seem to grip you tighter and he takes your shirt and rips it open you see mz I didn't think you actually came back. I thought you died. I killed you and your your friend. As well as I killed, uh, what's-his-face, Kalsar. But then, I hear about your exploits. And I see you running away from that portal where we killed the elves. And I just couldn't let that go. I want to know why you came back... When you weren't on this world. And he puts his finger down. Right at the center of your collarbone. And he drags it all the way down to your pelvic area. And you see as he splits open your skin. As if he was just unzipping a zipper. And you take 8 points of damage. And you see your skin and your muscles just split open.
2: Did I get enough rest that I was at full hit points?
0: We'll say that you did, yeah. Now you can make another grapple check, but you're at disadvantage as the muscles on your chest have been cut, as well as on your abdomen.
2: What's all around me?
0: Looking around, you see to your left, there's a shoddy looking nightstand and you have a candle on it that's unlit There's a window that's letting in moonlight, and you see that it's just the bed that you're on and the door. You have your bag and your armor all set up in the corner, and you just finish polishing it and putting it away.
2: Okay. Well, my lowest roll is an 8.
0: So you try to struggle, but the pain is immense, and you can't help but just start grunting. Oh, MZ, stop making a fuss. I've done far worse to you. And he puts his hands onto your ribs, and he slowly pries them open. And you're watching in shock as you're seeing your ribs get pried open, as if he was just maybe pulling open a bag or something. And he opens it, and... Looking down, you can see your organs inside of you, the things that should be held there. Your blood is spilling all over onto this bed. You feel like you're starting to get a little faint as you take nine more points of damage. He puts a hand on your face and he heals you for five. I can't have you die. You see, I need to get a sample. I need to understand. If I can understand better, maybe, just maybe, I could use this. Now, while this is happening to you, are you trying to make any noise?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm probably like, "Mm,"
0: and then like, just trying to break free. Everyone can make a perception roll. Ronnie, you're at disadvantage as you got drunk.
3: Okay, so 10. I got 17 total. I got 23. on
0: you bolt awake. You've always been a bit of a light sleeper, and you heard something go on, and you knew that was someone distressed. Let's enter initiative. Kalsar, you also have something sort of wake you up. You're not sure what it was, so you're a little confused and groggy. Oh,
3: what's going on? So everyone give me an initiative roll. I got eleven. So I got five, six in total, which is ridiculous.
2: Twenty-one on initiative.
0: I got nine. We are starting off with MZ. MZ, you are attempting to shout out in pain. Oh, you rolled a one. Yeah. So you're trying to get out of the way of this grapple. You you need to get out of here. You. Everything is fight or flight right now, and the flight is going high. You're trying to get out, and if anything, the more you struggle, you actually feel the hands grip tighter on you to the point where it actually is starting to hurt. And you feel the nails biting into your skin and blood starts flowing out. And you see as Matthews has his hands in your chest, and he's just shuffling around organs here and there. And every time this immense pain goes through you, You then feel this surge of healing magic go through you, and he's keeping at this perfect balance while you're bleeding all over the place, and he takes out a piece of your flesh and just tears it out of your body, and takes out this small-looking strange case, and he puts your flesh in it and closes it, and then puts it into his shabby robes. Oh boy... It's, it's been such a pleasure, MZ. I always love seeing you, but honestly, the next time I see you, clean yourself up. You're a mess. And we go to Ronnie. You can make another perception check to try to wake up.
3: <laughs> We're the worst group. I got a, I got a, a one.
0: Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you got a 1 and a 20
0: that's amazing that's impressive alright so you just you're sleeping like a baby and you go right through this and Kalsar you're waking up and you're you're hearing weird grunting sounds you're not sure what it is kind of
3: half awake hmm would an insight check help? yeah you could try that okay I'm gonna roll for insight 12.
0: You're you you're not entirely sure. It doesn't sound like whoever's grunting is having a good time, though. So you're sure it's not sex. Can I go and investigate the room, then? Yes. So you get up, you open up the door, and you see there are no lights in the hallway. But when you get into the hallway, you can hear it a lot better. And it seems to be coming from the direction of either Bordon's room or MZ's room. You're not sure. And then we go to Borodon. Borodon, you know someone is getting hurt. And that woke you up immediately. And you got your adrenaline running.
3: Like, did they did sleep enough to at least recharge one or, or two of my uh, spells?
0: Uh, also, you can have your spells back for the day.
3: So what I'll do is I'll go to Emsi's to room.
0: Okay, so you, you rush up, you bolt out of your room, and... MZ's is just across the hall from you. You see, Kalsar is standing there, looking around more towards your direction, and you just slam
3: open MZ's room. Borodon, what's going on? We need to help Ronnie now. Ronnie? I don't. I don't hear Ronnie. Not Ronnie. Uh, <laughs> g- ah. What the? MZ. Ah, yeah. MZ? Is MZ okay? We have to go now. Sorry. So Bordon, you slam open
0: the door, and Kalsar, you can kind of see a little bit of this, but when you look in, you see that MZ is held down on the bed. There are these detached arms that are holding on to his wrists and his ankles, and they seem to be fused into the bed frame. And he is wide-eyed, and his chest and abdomen are cut right open, and his rib cage has been pried open. And you see his blood has coated this entire bed, and he's not looking good. And looking over, Borodon, you see this. Kelsar, you can't quite see from the angle you're at. But you see that man, and you see him standing there and smiling. So you're Borodon, huh? Who are you? And what are you doing to Whimsy? Call me Matthews, and what I'm doing, I'm doing for science.
3: Fuck your science. And uh, I'll I'll cast a... Sacred flame. I rolled uh, 11. So
0: you shout out, and you hold out your hand, and this flame just bouts out. And you see, as Matthews is looking at you, he just kind of lazily turns to the side, and you smash out the window. Oh, you're probably going to have to pay for that. And then it goes from him to Emzy. MZ, you're not feeling good. And you take another six points of damage
2: okay i'm gonna try and break free again there.
0: so you pull and pull and pull and you rip your arms free your ankles are still stuck but your arms are now free and you feel everything in you just kind of jiggle as if you're filled with jello it's a very unnerving feeling to not have your muscles and bones hold your organs together
2: as I'm, like, going, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm, like, just trying to put my guts back in my body.
0: And you you feel at your mouth, and it's just smooth skin over where your mouth should be. And we go from MZ to Matthews. So he walks up to you, Borodon, and make a grapple check. Ten. So he comes up to you, And he grabs you by your shirt and lifts you up. And as he looks down the hallway, he goes, Kelsar! And he hurls you at Kelsar. And you connect with Kelsar. And each of you take three points of damage as Borodon collides and slams right into (sighs) into the ground. What
1: was that?
3: That sounded like Matthews.
0: Oh, boy. I thought you were dead too. That shitty light ball better be burnt out though, I'm telling you Kelsar. Matthews. Now you boys let me leave here peacefully, and I won't tear you apart. I'm sure Kelsar could tell you that I've already done that to him once.
3: There's no way I'm letting you leave this time. You're gonna pay for what you did. Alright then. You are in disadvantage, why would... Why would we let you leave?
0: Because I always win. Not this time. And Ronnie. Ronnie, you wake up. You heard someone slam to someone and hit the ground. They're making a lot of noise. And some weird raspy voice is going on outside your door. Steve, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. Steve wasn't staying at the inn. Ronnie, what do you do? So you, you shouted out there? Or are you just going to try to get back to bed? I guess I'll get up see what's going on. So you get up, you open up your door, and Kelsar is laying there with Bordon on, on top of him. And they both look quite distressed, as Kelsar is angrily shouting, trying to get this heavy dwarf off him. Get a room! And you look down the hall, and you see that man, and you see that man, and he's covered in blood, and he has blood all down his shabby robes and on his beard. Oh, so this one's Ronnie. You're a thorn in the side, maybe I should take care of you right now disruptor. I'm so confused. And from Ronnie, it goes to Kelsar. So Kelsar, you got a heavy dwarf on you. You got Ronnie looking just baffled. Somehow his hair is still perfectly in that loaf shape. So I'm, I'm going to get up. I'm going to say where's Emsi? Oh, uh, Emsi actually could use a band-aid or something. Maybe some gauze. You should take a look at that.
3: Brodon, go and take care of him.
0: He has about 30 seconds before he dies. Jeez.
3: Baradon, I need you to go and take care of Emsi. I'm gonna settle this with Matthews. He's gonna pay for what he's done. Oh, okay. Matthews
0: just shrugs. So, right now, Kalsar, you are unarmed. Oh. Are you gonna run at him?
3: Where's my sword and shield?
0: In your room. You're, you're right outside your room. I mean, you reasonably could walk back in there and grab it.
3: Hold on a second, Matthews. All right. All right. Now you're going to pay.
0: So Kalsar dashes into his room, grabs his sword and shield, runs back out into the hallway at this very fast time that you can tell is only because he is a very well-trained soldier. And Kalsar, you are at the ready now with your weapon and shield. And from you, it goes to Borodon.
3: I break from the fight, and uh, I'll help MZ.
0: So you rush past Matthews to get into the room. What's your AC without armor? I
3: don't know, I have just plus one dexterity.
0: Oh, he missed, it's fine. You go and you rush past Matthews. Without even looking, he swings to hit you just with the side of his fist, and he misses, but he takes out this section of the wall. And you just see wood splinter everywhere and chunks of wood are sticking out of his arm, sticking out of his hand, and this yellow pus is leaking from him. And it smells like rotting vegetation. And you rush past him and when you go into the room, you see how Emzy is and you gotta do some surgery.
3: Surgery? Seriously? I cannot just heal him back?
0: You're gonna have to set those bones and push the skin back and then heal him.
3: It's good that I at least least have medicine.
0: Make me a medicine roll as you rush back in there.
3: So I got 24.
0: Oh, wow. So you rush back in there, and you look at MZ, and MZ, I imagine you're going to let him do his thing. Yeah. So he he gets the nod from you, and he puts his hands on your ribs, and he starts forcing them back down. And the ribcage thankfully didn't snap when he opened it, which was very odd, and you managed to just get it back down, but it was very difficult, and you're pushing back the skin and trying to get it together, and on your next turn you'll be able to try to mend this. And during that process, MZ, since you don't have anything to help you with the pain, you take another two points of damage. So we go from Boredon back to MZ. So MZ, what are you at so far? Uh I'm at 12 right now. So, you are not feeling good. You've lost a lot of blood. You are heavily wounded, and you have a dwarf just. He's the only thing holding your skin in place.
2: Yeah, I'm just letting him work on me. There's nothing I can do.
0: And from MZ, we go to Matthews. He starts walking up, and it's rather casual it's almost like he's taking a Sunday stroll. Like, he's not taking this fight seriously in the slightest. And as he gets a little closer to you, Kelsar, he seems almost a little wary. And then, at an unbelievable speed, he lunges forward and you see him. For one second, he's right in front of you. The next second, he's right below you at almost this spider-like form. And he punches upward and hits you right in the Ah. solar plexus. And you take eight points of damage as he slams right into you and lifts you off the ground a foot and you fall back down and manage to catch your feet.
3: <coughs> is that all you got?
0: No. And it goes to... Ronnie. Ronnie, this just happened. That man, that old man, moved faster than you ever could.
3: Can I also heal,
0: MC? Or is that... Yes, you could. Yeah, you know, I'm going to use Cure Wounds on him to try and delay him from dying. So you rush past Matthews to get to Z? So similar thing happens with you that happened with on. You rush past him, and he seems just too distracted by Kalsar, but he still tries to swing at you nonetheless and leaves this large hole in the wall. But you manage to just run past him, your platform shoes clacking, and you rush into the room. And you start playing your music and Bordon, while you're holding this skin close and you're getting ready to heal him, you see this line start forming as flesh is growing and new, sealing MZ back up. <laughs> Thank God. So roll your heal. Got seven. So you get seven hit points back, and you Bordon, you feel like you can relax your hands as the skin is now holding together. But he's lost a lot of blood. So, Ronnie, so you finish your jam, and you feel his, you see his skin heal back, and we go over
3: to Kelsar. I was going to tell you, Matthews, I'm not really impressed. You managed to rip me in half last time. If you want me
0: to step up my game, I don't mind.
3: I'm going to step up my game. I'm going to run to attack Matthews. Okay. Natural 20.
0: Roll me percentile. 30. So you can times your attack by 2. I'm going to roll 1d8. 12 damage. So you go and you swing your sword and he goes to try to block it, but you actually get past his defense surprising him and you slam your sword right in his chest and rip it down. Take that, you bastard! You see this pus leak out of him and he looks down at it a little annoyed. Uh, Alright. And from Kalsar it goes to Borodon. So you hear Kalsar out there attacking him.
3: One, okay, go. it just healed him by four. Hey, I'll take it.
0: Yeah, so you feel a little more life flow back into you and there's a little bit more color in his cheeks now. And from board on it goes to you, MZ. So mz you're sealed up. Your mouth isn't open still, but you at least feel like you're not gonna fall apart if you stand up. And you still have these hands on your ankles.
2: I'm going to try to break free. Okay. Am I still at a disadvantage though?
0: No, not anymore since you're sealed up.
2: There you go, 20.
0: So you kick these hands off of your ankles and you swat them away and pull your legs off from it. And these arms just sort of fall down useless at the side of the bed.
2: Okay. Is that my... You still have a movement if you want. I'm going to try
0: to get as close as I can. So you walk out into the hallway and you see Kelsar's just finished cutting this man across his chest or whatever it is. And Kelsar looks like he's got a little bit of sweat on his brow.
2: Okay. I'll, um... I'll make two short swords appear in my
0: hands. So your hands open up, and normally it was just the one hand that would open up before, and it would appear a pure weapon, but you feel your other hand open up instinctually, and two weapons pop out now. You're holding these blades. And Matthews looks over his shoulder Oh. Kelsar. Yes. So, Kelsar, you get a feeling of nostalgia he grabs onto you pulling you closer you can smell his breath it smells like rotting meat as you look at his yellow teeth he grabs on to your right arm and just rips it off and then nonchalantly looking back at emzy he just lazily throws it at him and MZ this arm just slaps against you. It doesn't do any damage, but this blood just splatters on you. Out of my way, Kelsar. I have a date.
3: And he just sort of
0: shoves you a bit to the side.
3: Just let him go! Because <laughs> I've i just seen, like, a, an arm fly by, right?
0: Yeah, you did. You saw an arm hit MZ and it was very obviously Kelsar's arm.
3: Yeah, so... Kelsar, which
0: hand do you hold your sword in? My right hand. So, it would be his sword and his arm are there now.
3: Oh, fuck.
0: How much damage do I take from that? I would imagine that hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot all about that. You take 10 points of damage. So you have blood pouring onto the floor, and it's a little slippery. And it goes to Ronnie. Ronnie, you saw that arm just slap into Emsi and fall to the ground with Kelsar's sword in it.
2: I really want to run and hide.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know what I'm going to try is touch the city's laughter on Matthews. So you step out into the hallway and you play your little ditty and you feel once more the magic flow out you feel it flow out and it hit him and he looks at you and he's stone faced and starts going <laughs> and starts just slapping his knee laughing and it, he's not crying laughing cuz you're not sure if his eyes could produce tears but he is just having a laugh right while, like kelsar's blood is falling onto him and
3: you, you insane bastard
0: oh man and he's just laughing
3: (laughs) I'm not done yet
0: and then right when you say that he laughs even harder (laughs) and it goes from Ronnie to Kelsar Kelsar you got your shield can I get up and like shield bash him yeah you can
3: I'm gonna run up I'm gonna get up and try and shield bash him
0: So you go and you swing your shield, but your footing is a little off because you're used to having the weight of your arm and there's blood all over the floor. And he just catches your shield and just, like, pushes it away as if it was just some kid swinging at him. And he's still laughing. I'm
2: gonna kill you!
0: And he laughs harder. And it goes from Kelsar to... Borodon. So Borodon, you hear him laughing and Ronnie's still just playing his song while looking at him. You're guessing that it was something that Ronnie did that caused him to
3: just laugh. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll grab Kelsar's arm and I'll try to heal it back. I'll try it like I'll try to put it back and heal it.
0: You don't think from a medical perspective, this is something you could definitely do, but If you mess this up, it is possible that you're going to heal it back wrong.
3: Better than him, uh, like, losing blood to death, right?
0: Right. So, you pick up his arm, and you rush forward. Make me a medical check, at disadvantage.
3: So, I got a natural 20, and a 17.
0: So, Bordon, MD, picks up this arm, and he starts running, and you know some of us have seen one of the greatest doctors uh who worked in a hospital that was placed right over hell yep. and so we all know that garth Marenghi would do this as well and so you're running in slow motion you have this <laughs> arm it's still holding on to the sword surprisingly you slide through Kelsar's blood and you rush up and you slam his arm back onto the stump and you can do your final heal. Four. So it's enough to heal it back on and repair the damage. So you put the arm back on miraculously.
3: Boratón, that
0: was amazing! You just, you look over at everyone else and even Matthews, who's still laughing really hard, is thoroughly (sighs) impressed. 23, medicine check. <laughs>
3: Jesus. J- just let him go. It doesn't make any sense. He will overpower us, and I cannot hear you guys back. Like, every time he tears you guys apart.
0: So from board on, it goes to Emzy. This hallway's getting crowded. Yeah. This is, is
2: like, our hand, like, that symbol on the hand, doing anything?
0: Now that you look down at it, you notice that it's glowing yellow. It's glowing yellow? Yeah. Can I... Do
2: I feel any different? Any Anything?
0: You're not quite sure. You've been through just such a traumatic event. Everything's just sort of flooding through your mind right now you have adrenaline going like nobody's business you feel like you could run a marathon in seconds and this man is in front of you just ripping people apart like it's nothing
2: okay well i'm gonna run at him then and then so i took two weapon fighting since i leveled up i'm able to make two attacks now or yes okay i'm gonna try to do that now. so my first one is a 15 okay and a nine.
0: So you're not quite used to wielding these two weapons yet, but your first one goes in and you manage to connect and slash him across the back, but the last one, he managed to just kind of get out of the way. So he takes uh, seven points of damage. So you cut right across him, and he's still laughing while you slice into him. Ha ha
1: ha ha!
0: You think you're gonna win? And he's just going, Ronnie, how long does he laugh for? Oh, sorry. You know what? Uh, I read this wrong. It's at the end of each turn, and every time it takes damage, it makes a saving throw. Okay, so I'll let him make the saving throw right now. He straightens up, and the smile drops off his face, and it just looks like this skin is just stretched across. Well, it was fun. And it goes from Emzy to his turn. So he looks at Borodon, he looks at Kalsar, and he looks at Emzy, And... He points a finger downstairs. You hear the innkeeper's wife going, what's going on up there? As she's starting to come out and you see this tear. It happens right in the air. It looks very similar. It slowly rips open more and more and more. And then you see a hand reach out of it. And then another hand reach out of it. And, MZ, you've seen this creature before. This giant gorilla behemoth pulls itself out of this portal. It stands nine feet tall. It looks like a gorilla that had its skin completely removed. You can see all the muscles and sinew. You see, instead of its head, it's just a stump. But in its chest, there's a chattering, laughing human head and its hands end in these gigantic claws. It just slams both fists down on the ground. You see the woman looks at it and screams. You should have just let me go. Now the town will die for your pride, Kalsar.
3: No, I won't let this happen.
0: Good luck. Everyone, board on Kalsar, MZ. You get Attack of Opportunity on him as he walks away.
3: Just punch him. So I got 14.
0: So 14 is a miss. So you try to take a quick swing as he walks away, but you miss him. 20. 20 is a hit. And Kalsar, you have your sword once more. One. MZ, go ahead and roll your damage. Six. Kalsar, higher low? High. So you go to swing, and this Pain shoots right through your newly connected arm. It's not ready to be swinging. And you drop the sword and it clatters to the ground and you're forced to a knee as this pain is just shooting through you. MZ, you swing your blade as he's quickly walking away and you connect and slice him on the side, but he doesn't even seem to notice. And he just starts walking down the stairs and he pats the beast on the side and says, have fun. And then the head in it starts going, you're so dead from their turn the door suddenly flies open from the entrance of the tavern and you see garlic standing there wide-eyed and a white glowing eoden just as pale as pale could be he's already an albino and he looks even paler garlics looks up at you guys jump out the window we're running and then that is his go. And he, he moves out of the doorway to let Matthews get through. And from him, it goes to Ronnie. So Ronnie, you just heard Garlic shut up the stairs to jump out the window. You're running. Uh,
3: is there a window in front of me that I can actually see?
0: There is a window in MC's room that was actually conveniently blown out by Borodon. All right, guess we go on there? My sword. Ronnie, make me an acrobatics check so you go to the window and thankfully all the glass has been blown out of it you grab onto the burned ledge sort of hoist yourself down and you manage to fall and not really take any damage from it since it wasn't quite 10 feet up you're maybe say seven feet off the ground and you fall down to the ground you see eoden is out there waiting for you guys and he's quickly waving at you to come over to him and we go from ronnie to Kelsar. so Kelsar, you can still open your hand but you can't make any strenuous movement with it. So you could pick up your sword, but you can't be swinging at any time.
3: Okay, can I pick up, because my sword, like, a level below, can I, or is it
0: close to me? Your sword's right at your feet, so you could just sheath it. I'm gonna pick up my sword and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to run. Okay, that gets my, I'm just gonna cry. So do you go to the window that Ronnie jumped out? Yep. Make me an acrobatics check at disadvantage, since you're using one-arm. ONE!
3: One. COME ON! ARE YOU KIDDING
0: ME?! Okay, so Kalsar, your god, whoever that may be, was really looking out for you. Cause you go and you jump and you trip out of the window, your foot catches on it, and you don't realize how high up you were. But thankfully there are bushes. And you fall, and you just take three points of damage as you get scratched up by these bushes.
3: <sighs>
0: <sighs> and we go from CalSar to Borodon, MD.
3: Okay, so I'll run. Like, I'll, I'll jump through the window as well.
2: Acrobatics. Hey, are are we all in our gear, or...?
0: Nope.
3: Can I use athletics instead of acrobatics? Because it's, it's higher.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that if you're climbing down, yeah.
3: Okay, so I'll try to climb down. So I got twenty total.
0: You climb down no problem, very quickly actually, and you drop down beside Kalsar and near Rani.
2: Oh shit, I don't have my armor.
0: That's right. No one has their armor. Borodon doesn't have any of his stuff. MZ, it is your go. So you're up there by yourself and you see this beast, the chattering head. Its eyes are looking up at you and then it looks back down at the woman there who's just fallen down to the ground crying and trying to crab crawl away.
1: Fuck.
0: All you good
2: aligned motherfuckers didn't even try to rescue her. Can I make an acrobatics to
0: get to this woman? You mean to get past the monster and try to save her? Yeah. What are you planning to do once you get to the woman? Like, are you grabbing her and then rushing out the front door? Yeah, I'm just going to grab her and just get out. Make me an acrobatics check. I, I got a 23. Wow. So you rush through there. You run down these, these stairs. It's probably one of the first times you've ever felt this strong pull of a conscience. And you rush down the stairs and this creature swings at you and you push off and vault over his large tree trunk arm that just smashes through a support beam and you see the roof start to get a little unsteady you scoop up this woman and you run past matthews who's surprised as all hell and you run out that door carrying her like a boss so we go from there so mz you rush out of there and you see matthews just walk stroll past you and he just walks out towards the direction of the forest, and this beast, it roars, and it rips through the walls of this inn, you can see the whole structure shudder, and it just charges forward blindly while this little head just, "Ah, and it slams into the mayor's house, and plows right through it, and you can hear screams erupting. So now we're out of initiative, this monster is aimlessly destroying and killing everything. And you see the inn is probably seconds from collapsing in on itself.
3: Uh, I think the mayor is not the biggest problem now, right?
0: It doesn't matter. So you are all out of initiative. What would you like to do? Right now, Garlux and Eoden are saying, we have to run. That that creature, we call it the beast, and it kills everything. It doesn't stop. It doesn't sleep. It doesn't get
3: tired. We have to get out of here now. Did we just doom this city?
0: Yes. There is nothing we can do about that creature. You guys go ahead. I'm just gonna stay
3: here. Uh, And what? Are you going to fight him by yourself? You basically just have one arm. Seriously. Next time, between courage and stupidity, you know, I know there is a very thin line, but... I FAILED Borodon! I FAILED EVERYONE! I FAILED THE GODDAMN CITY! I FAILED EVERYONE! I don't des- I don't deserve to live. But like many many times, we run now to fight tomorrow! That's how life goes! I should slap your face.
0: You could, as a part of your- as a part of your persuasion.
3: Okay, that's what I'll do. 17!
0: And Kalsar, make me a charisma-based saving throw. 16. So he slaps you across the face. And I say, keep your shit together, we need to go! And something clicks into you, that soldier mentality that you've been trained for a good 20 years of drilling into you. It just, you go into autopilot, you don't care, you're depressed, you feel defeated, about this autopilot kicks in for survivability and something that you've just been ingrained to do go is everyone running out yeah I I just want to know MZ you have this woman still and she's hysterical Ronnie you're standing there watching these guys you just saw Bordon give just the slap to Kelsar and the other two companions you have are saying you need to leave Uh, I'm getting the fuck out of there alright so, Aiden's already running, Ronnie starts running, you guys run, Mz, what are you doing? I'm thinking about running back into
2: the the tavern because I want to get into board on room quickly and grab that pamphlet and that receipt with that guy's name on it.
3: You can do that, but truth is there, there's probably not going to have any CD afterwards, like any, any town afterwards, right? For us to save.
2: I know, I'm not trying to save the town. That's not my my intentions.
0: MZ, do you have any any knowledge or anything pertaining to architecture or structures? I have knowledge history. I'd say make just an intelligence check then. Seven. Yeah, the end looks fine. You probably have enough time to run in there, grab whatever it is you need and get the hell out. Well, like, I know that it's ready
2: to come down, but I'm just I'm just thinking.
0: Well, yeah, I'm just saying you think you have enough time, is what I'm saying. Okay, then I'm going as fast as I can, and I'm going straight to his room. So, make me an athletics check, and you guys are all, uh, as well as you're all running, so you guys make an athletics check as well.
3: Sick. I got 19! Yes!
0: And Enzo, you got a 9. you and Kelsar are lagging a little bit behind Bordon you're keeping up with the other two MZ you run in there and you're rushing up the stairs you're a little winded from all this activity that's going on the fact that you pretty much just had open heart surgery so you rush in you go into Bordon's room and you see just the piles of paper are sitting on the nightstand near the bed yeah
2: grab and then does he have a window in his room
0: yes he does and I jump through it. Okay, so make me a acrobatics trick. So you smash through this window, you take two points of damage from the glass cutting you, and you hit the ground running, and you manage to catch up after a little bit. All of you run to the outskirts of the town, then a little bit more, and you hear screaming, you see fire coming up from Geldspar you see the direction that matthew was walking was towards the goblin cave and you just hear everyone crying out in the distance and as you run and run and run your breasts are coming up more and more ragged to the point where you can't go anymore and you just all collapse on this road you're dripping sweat and Garlix looks back at the town and you all just see geldspar burn
1: hero is not only measured by their successes, but they're also measured by their failures. This failure shall haunt these heroes for quite some time, a constant reminder of what can happen when they let their guards down. Kelsar, taking it the hardest, will have much to learn from such a situation. Hopefully, the terrible fate of Geldspar will bring our heroes closer and closer together. Tragedy is no stranger to these heroes, and it shall not be as we continue on, for they venture into the realms of madness and darkness, and often it is not kind to those who observe from the outside. Thank you for coming once more, travelers. Next week... We shall look into the next part of Sanctuary, where the party travels once more towards the great city for their headquarters. Let's hope they do not encounter any more obstacles, for it seems they are on their last legs. Please go to the Stitcher and the atunes, and leave us a review and spread the word of Ballad of the Seven Dice. this is the way we make into the hearts and homes of every person in this world. I thank you, dear travelers, and I bid you adieu.